you want to plan a Disney vacation but don't know where to start? Let the experts at FTM Travel customize a Disney vacation tailored to your family. FTM Travel has earned the distinction of being named a Disney earmarked agency with a dedicated team that is ready to help you with all of your Disney destination dreams. From Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, and Aulani in Hawaii, let our agents turn your vacation dreams into your dream vacation. Visit our website at www.ftmtravel, so that's F like fairy, T like trip, M like mother, or email us at info at ftmtravel.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about them on the Rebecca Enchanted podcast. Welcome to episode 36 of Rebecca Enchanted. I'm Rebecca Mitchell, your fairy pod mother. Today's episode is going to be all about my Adventures by Disney short escape. Uh, it was called the Disneyland Resort and Southern California short escape. And this was a three night, four day adventure. And I went with a group of travel agents from my agency, as well as some other travel agents that were in our larger group. So I'm going to talk all about it, um, about each day, what I loved about it, and then and um, also just a reminder to follow me on social media at Rebecca Enchanted on Instagram and Facebook. I also want to apologize for my voice. I'm still a little bit under the weather. I feel like this uh, cold just won't go away. But here I am. So, okay, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I arrived early with some other friends before the adventure. So our adventure started on Thursday. We arrived on Tuesday evening, some of us, and then some people arrived Wednesday during the day. So we wanted to take advantage of already being in the Disneyland Resort and adding a day on to the beginning of that. So uh, just to let you know, by Thursday, we had already been there for a little bit and we checked in to the Grand Californian. Well, we checked in with our adventure guides that were at the Grand Californian. They were waiting for us in the lobby to give us our four-day park hopper ticket that was provided as part of the adventure. And uh, when we met them there, they went over everything with us, making sure they had our names correct. They had already checked into the resort for us, so they gave us our uh, tick, not our tickets, our cards to get into the room. And they also um, like checked allergies, just checked out all the information to make sure they had everything correct. And then they told us that we were going to meet them back there. Um, I think it was around 4 p.m. in order to head over to Disneyland. We'll do some intros and then head over to Disneyland for dinner. So we did uh, spend the rest of the day in the park on Thursday, as I spoke about on the last episode. And then we headed back to the Grand Californian, which again is so easy because it is right in the park. Um, you, the entrance, there's a park from California Adventure right into uh, Disney's Grand Californian. So super, super easy to head back there. 
And then we met, we did, we met the entire group that was traveling with us. We did some introductions and then we were able to head over to Disneyland for dinner and we had dinner at Cafe Orleans and we basically just walked in, you know, sat down. We had the menu to order from. We were all taken care of there. They had some great food options. I ended up with some chicken and waffles. And then they also had Mickey beignets, which were fabulous. I mean, beignets are fabulous. And then you add Mickey onto it. It's great. Uh, so we, we had a really good experience there. We were seated on the terrace, which is uh, just kind of in the whole French Quarter area. And so we had a nice view of everything. It was, it was a really nice experience. And because this meal was part of our adventure, everything was taken care of. We didn't have to, um, you know, get a bill. Everything was just taken care of because it was arranged by Adventures by Disney and part of our adventure. And after dinner, we had a little bit of free time to do some rides before we had reserved seating for Fantasmic. And I haven't seen Fantasmic in quite some time, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'll get to that. But uh, so we did, I think we did Haunted Mansion, maybe Pirates of the Caribbean. I think we maybe also did Big Thunder Mountain in that time. We had quite a bit of time. It was it was just getting dark and Fantasmic doesn't start until it's after dark. So we did have some time to kind of do some things and it was, we tried to stay in that area though, as opposed to like going all around the park. We did try and stay in the area where we were going to need to meet back for Fantasmic. And so Fantasmic is the evening show at Disneyland. Um, it is done around the rivers of America and the staging is amazing. They do, um, projections on the water. There are floats, there are, there's fire. It is truly an, an amazing show. I really, really enjoyed it. Again, I had not seen it for a long time, so it was a great refresher to see it. And I think it had definitely been updated since the last time I've seen it. And we had reserved seating that was basically front row, so really couldn't get any better than that. And uh, that was because we were with the adventure. And then after Fantasmic, we were free to do whatever we wanted for the rest of the night. I think the park was maybe open for another couple of hours. Uh, so there were a few of us that wanted to go over and ride Space Mountain. We hadn't ridden that yet and we were able to get a Fast Pass. So we went over there. The Fast Pass line took a long time. I'm not really sure why. It might have been because, um, you know, people rushed over there after the evening shows. Uh, not really sure why. So it did take a little bit longer in the fast pass line, but nonetheless, uh, we rode it. We had a really good time. We had a really great picture that came out of that. And then I feel like we grabbed a snack and, um, I, I had wanted a popcorn bucket, but I also didn't want to carry it around all day. So I figured this was a good time, not the best time at night to be eating popcorn, but it was a good time to go ahead and grab a popcorn bucket. And then the next morning, we went to the Storytellers Cafe. That's where we met our adventure guides and our group for to meet for the day. And this is a restaurant in the Grand Californian Hotel. So it was very nice because we just had to go downstairs. And it's a character meal that has, uh, we met Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and Chip and Dale. 
and it's just a buffet breakfast and um, a character meal. So you get to meet with the characters and eat. And um, I felt like it all went pretty fast, but you know, that's part of the, the nature of character meals. And then we, again, because this was part of our adventure, it was all taken care of. We didn't see a bill or anything. So that was really nice. And then we uh, hopped onto our bus for the day. It was a really, really, really nice motor coach, like very, very, very nice. And we rode on the bus to Los Angeles, to Burbank, where we went to the Walt Disney Studios. And we started with, uh, as they called it, a shopportunity. And we had time to shop at the store there. And there's some exclusive merchandise that's exclusive just to the studios and we were able to purchase things and then I'm not sure that they do this for everybody, every group, but we were able to leave everything there so we weren't carrying everything around with us and uh, tour the studios. So as part of the studios, we got to see, I mean, this was incredible. This is so, so much history in the studios. And, and actually, if you watch uh, the movie Saving Mr. Banks, you'll see the actual Walt Disney Studios because they filmed that there and that is you know, actually where Walt worked. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we got to, they pointed out where his office was. We didn't get to see that. Uh, we got to tour some different departments there though. And uh, we also got a chance to go to the archives there, which I mean, so amazing. We, we were actually able to hold one of Walt's Oscars and get our picture taken with that. I mean, I've never held a real Oscar in my life. So that was absolutely incredible. And it was heavy. It was very heavy. Uh, so that was an amazing opportunity in the archives. They have photo albums, like his personal photo albums. And then they have memorabilia from the parks. They have um, the redhead from the Pirates of the Caribbean. They have some Enchanted Tiki Room um, stuff. The history, of course, is so incredible as a Disney fan. So amazing. And um, we just got to see some other different parts of the studio. We got to see uh, the ink and paint building. We got to see the music building. We also got to kind of go underground in between the buildings and um, then we ended up that had this hallway just filled with cells of animation that I mean it was like truly incredible to see that kind of that Disney history there um, we also then got to go to Legends Plaza where they have um, the handprints of Disney legends and um, and then there's, of course, a partner statue there uh, with Walt and Mickey. And then you also get to see the other building, which the, the name is escaping me right now for the building. But it is, it's, I think it's the Team Disney building. And it, it has the, the seven dwarves holding up um, basically the building because that's essentially what built the studios was uh, everything that came out of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So just to see the history there was really, really incredible. And this is not a tour that is offered to the public. Um, it is offered exclusively to Adventures by Disney uh, vacationers and then also um, platinum or premium members of D23 fan club. Um, so really, this is not something that you could just do on your own at all. It's a very exclusive experience. And 
just to, I mean, I can't even believe that I stepped foot on the, on the lot. It was just something I'll never, ever, ever forget, especially being in the archives and seeing all of those like personal things as well as park memorabilia, just a totally incredible experience. Um, and, uh, then we had lunch there. We got to eat at their commissary, uh, which I will say was really, really interesting. Um, because like here we are touring the studio, being just in complete awe of everything. And then there are just, it's people who work there. And, you know, I just wanted to like sit down with somebody and be like, I mean, how cool is this? How cool is this that you get to actually work here? Um, which I'm sure that it's not lost on them how, how amazing it is to be part of such a great organization. Um, but so, yeah, so we just had it was just basically like a, a regular work cafeteria with different stations. They gave us a voucher for that that was included with our adventure. So they gave us a voucher so we were able to, um, you know, go up and get what we wanted and, and then just find a place to sit and eat. And then from there, we boarded our bus again, and we went to Walt Disney Imagineering. So it wasn't that far. I mean, it did not take us that long to get there. Um, I don't have a great perspective as to the area, but I it was in Glendale, whereas the studios were in Burbank. Um, but again, it did not take us very long to get there. And uh, once we arrived there, we were told um, no pictures, and so we could not take any pictures inside of the Imagineering, because this is where they are actually doing the Imagineering. Uh, they did allow us some specific photo opportunities where they took our pictures. So um, it was such an interesting experience. We did have to split into two groups because of the um, the size of our group. Um, in order to experience it, they had a split up. So some of us went over to where they do some of like the 3D image mapping for the rides and the parks. And um, it, it was, you got to stand in the middle of the room with this hat on. And if you did not have the hat on, the room was moving, like the 3D things, elements were moving. But if you had the hat on, everything stood still for you and you could walk around and see everything in 3D, which was like, I mean, it just blew my mind. It was so amazing. And then they gave us the opportunity to um, actually like, ride um, the cars ride the radiator springs racers 3d so kind of as they were mocking things up and doing uh, the 3d mock-up of it to see what the experience would be like uh, so we got to ride ride that quote unquote and that was like so incredible so amazing and then we got to go to like a sound area where they talked about how they do the sound for the parks, you know, um, please keep your hands and knees in, in the, in the vehicles, you know, those kinds of announcements, but then also the sound for, uh, the attractions at all of the theme parks throughout the world. Um, so we got to be, uh, be a, like not be a part of, but, but see how that works, um, for all of the parks throughout the world. So that was really neat. We got to um, kind of like hear the uh, one of the audio recordings for Phantom Manor, which is in Disneyland Paris, I believe. And uh, so that was really, really neat. Really a, a, a very, very unique experience. And then we got to walk like through the model room where they're actually building the models of either certain attractions, certain parks really, really interesting. And then we got to go into, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it other than it was a room where there are just 
amazing carvings and statues. And this is where they model things out before they really get to the nitty gritty of the details of it. So, um, like they were showing us one of the Dalmatians from 101 Dalmatians that is actually at, I think it's at Pop Century. And they were showing us like the different scale sizes of it as it's conceptualized and they build a small model of it, then they get a little bit bigger. And um, we got to see some statues that have been removed from the parks. We got to see some, like there were just a lot of president heads in there. Um, and it's basically their renderings, um, their, their sculptures, sculptures, um, of things before they're actually, you know, built. Uh, and it was like, I'll never forget it. It was like such a neat experience to be in that room with all of those different, uh, sculptures and just be like, I, I was, I had one of those moments where I was like, is this my life? Am I really in this room right now? Um, and I saw a little, uh, rendering of the country bears, like a little model of the country bears, which I absolutely love. It was so cool and it's too bad. And I, I completely understand why we couldn't take pictures. Um, but I wish we could have because the, everything in the room was so amazing. And then again, this is a tour, like, this is exclusive to Adventures by Disney. Um, there may be another, like, very unlikely tour here and there of other, from other groups, but Adventures by Disney, this is, they really knock it out of the park on this one because this is so exclusive and it is so into, like, the details of the park, which, you know, if I'm such a fan that that part was just, like, so incredible. Um, and then we had another shop opportunity to shop at the Imagineering, which was neat because I tried to find some exclusive merchandise that is strictly for Imagineering. Um, my son is going to college for engineering, so I, I, I bought him a, an Imagineering shirt and I sent it to him. And I was like, oh, I hope this gives you some, some street cred in your engineering department. <laughs> um, and they just had some really neat merchandise there. Um, they also told us that one of the buildings within the Imagineering, um, I mean, I can picture it in my head, but it was used in Pulp Fiction as, I think it's Jackrabbit Slims, uh, that building was used as part of that set. So that's a little bit of history there. So once our tour of Imagineering was done, and I'm sure I'm missing some parts of what we did there, um, it, there were a lot of things that they allowed us to see, and um, there's a lot of history. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm missing any parts of it, but those are kind of the big overviews of everything we did there. Um, so then we boarded our bus again and we were going to go to, we thought we were going to Tam O'Shanter, which was the restaurant um, that used to be right down from Walt Studios. And they, you know, it was like a historical Disney kind of place. They would have lunch there a lot, do their drawings, the sketches and stuff. So there's some history there. But um, our adventure guides surprised us and they took us to Griffith Park. And as you may or may not know, Griffith Park has a carousel and Walt used to take his daughters there on the weekends and spend time with them. And that is where he kind of conceptualized building Disneyland. Um, he thought, I wish there was a place where entire families could gather and there could be a whole day, you know, of how of fun and family fun. So they took us to the carousel where we met the actual carousel owner 
and he had such a great story. He was, he worked at the carousel in high school and became friends with the owner of the carousel. And then when uh, the owner passed away, he gave him, you know, his share of the carousel. And so now he is the partial owner of it and he runs the operation of it. Um, his name is Julio and he was just really, really, um, a real, uh, such a character. And he, he described to us the carousel itself and how it has the, the horses on the carousel have real horseshoes, real horse hair tails and uh, how the outside of the horse is decorated, but the inside is not really. I mean, it's not blank, but it doesn't have the jewels and intricate design that the, the outside has because that's what's presented to everybody. It is the original carousel. It is still running on original parts. Uh, he described to us kind of how they operate it. We got to take a ride on the carousel. It is pretty fast, um, considering like I think what we're used to is very fast. And, uh, then he showed us the music, the, how it works. It's basically like on these sheet, these rolls on sheets of paper. And, um, he was telling us that the company that makes them is actually still in business, but they're hard to get, of course. And, um, so just like, you know, something I never thought about or never thought about learning about, uh, I was, this was one of the highlights of the trip for me, um, to meet a local expert and to get his, perspective on on how this carousel works. I mean, it was less about kind of the history. We went there because of the history with Walt Disney, but just hearing from this carousel owner was truly one of the highlights. He was he was really fun to listen to and um he told his stories in a really engaging way. So I I absolutely loved this little stop and again it was a surprise to us. We didn't know this was going to be part of the adventure and I'm not sure they can always do it. It's based obviously on scheduling, weather, everything. Um but this was part of our adventure and we absolutely I think all of us counted that as one of the highlights. And then as I mentioned, um we got back on the bus and we went to Tam O'Shanter for dinner. And that was a really great experience. Uh, the restaurant itself, the theming is so cool. And you can kind of see why uh, the restaurants at Disney World are themed the way they are, I thought, because the it was it, kind of an old Scottish theming. And really, you kind of felt like you were in this old cottage in Scotland, um, although you're right on Los Angeles, like across from a car wash. <laughs> but uh, it, the, the whole restaurant was beautiful. The theming was incredible. The food was really, really good. We had a we had a wonderful experience there and um, we got to also sit in Walt's booth and they even have um, like the table. There's even some indentations from kind of the drawing on there. And uh, this is known as a legendary Walt Disney restaurant. So I would have never done that on my own. I would have never known to experience that on my own. So I really appreciated the opportunity to go there and see some of the history and then have a wonderful meal experience. And then also at this meal, um, the guides recognized uh, anyone whose birthday it was. Uh, I think even in the whole month or within a few weeks, uh, they recognized birthdays. And then they also recognized adventurers um, for their different adventures. So, um, you know, someone we were with had been on this was her third adventures. Another we had been on, uh, it was her fourth, you know, that kind of thing. So um, they got recognition for their fourth trip or fifth trip, whatever it was. 
which was a really um, fun experience and definitely looking forward to being recognized for for my different adventures on all of the future ones I'm going to take because uh, I thought that was a really cool way to recognize them for um, you putting your trust in them again and again for vacation and creating memories for your family. I, I think that's a, a really nice way to be recognized for that. And then we boarded our bus again and we headed back to Anaheim. In the uh, On the bus ride, uh, on the videos, they were playing Saving Mr. Banks. So it was interesting to see what we had seen at the Walt Disney Studios uh, on and the movie. And I need to go back and rewatch it again. Uh, but it was a quick ride because it was later in the evening. So we did not have uh, a long you know, I, I want to say it maybe took an hour or 15. So not long because there really wasn't the traffic and it was a Friday evening. The next morning we had a very, very early time to be downstairs. I want to say it was like six or six fifteen in the morning. Well worth it, which I'll tell you here in a minute. Uh, in fact, the night before when Christian, our adventure guide, Christian was telling us to be ready, he said, I want you to remember Lori and I love you and we need you to be ready at six in the morning or, you know, something like that. Um, so we're like, okay, okay. And they said, it will be worth it. And so we met in the lobby of the Grand Californian where we were staying and we then headed over to Disneyland Park and I, I've emphasized this, but it's just a very short walk. I mean, maybe less than five minute walk. And we headed into a private entrance, and then we had the entire Main Street to ourselves. It was just our group and a totally empty Main Street, um, save for, you know, a few cast members here and there. So it was such an amazing experience to get to walk on Main Street with nobody else there. We got to take some really fun pictures. It, it went quickly, of course. We They had to, you know only allow us a certain amount of time so they could let everybody in. But I will say it was pretty awesome when we were walking in to see everybody kind of out there waiting. And then we get to go in this private entrance and everyone's kind of going, Ooh, what's going on there? I mean, not to be like, <laughs> you know, any type of way, but it, you know, felt good to be like, well, yes, hello, I'm here. I get to go in. Um, that was, you know, just to get to skip the line like that is amazing. And uh, again, we took some really, really great pictures. And then we went to the plaza in for breakfast. And it was really, really, really great. Like it, the characters there, it was Captain Hook. It was Pooh and Eeyore and Rafiki and the fairy godmother and Max of Max and Goofy. And I feel like I'm missing someone, but um, it's just kind of, oh, Mick, Minnie, of course. Um, it was just such an interesting mix of characters. And we had a really fun experience, too, where um, Pooh and Eeyore kind of just happened to be in some pictures together. And then, which they're not really supposed to do, take pictures together like that, but it just kind of happened. And um, Pooh, someone said, I just want my picture with Pooh. And Eeyore walked out, turned around, walked out, like did, you know, he was full like Eeyore mode. And it was so funny. We all got a really, really good chuckle out of that. It was a really cute experience. Uh, great character, great character interactions. I met the fairy godmother for the first time. And I told her, I said, well, I have a podcast and I'm, you know, I call myself the fairy pod mother. And she said, oh, I've never heard of that. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I know that some of our other, my other, um, 
friends got got to have some really neat conversations with the fairy godmother so it was a very special experience um and then once we were finished there we split into two groups again because of our size and uh some of us went off to ride the matterhorn and then some people went off to ride peter pan and then we switched and then once we were done with that, we got to meet uh, meet back up. And I believe at that time we had a tour then of Walt's apartment. So this is above the fire station in Disneyland. And um, it's Walt's apartment. I mean, he didn't like live there full time, but he wanted a place where he could be there as they were building the park. And then after the park was open, they would do some entertaining in there and he and Lillian would spend time there when they were there with their grandkids and there's just so much history there it's a very small apartment but it, it met their needs in order to be able to be close to the park as they needed it um, because driving back and forth of course when they were building the park was not easy so he wanted a, a place to be able to rest as he could monitor the building of the park and something else I learned which I don't know if I knew this before but Disneyland took one year from from you know the first digging uh groundbreaking I guess it's called and um and then till it till opening day was a year which is I mean in today's standards is insane that it could get done like that um and they told us some neat stories about the, the Mouseketeers getting ready up there for opening day. And there's some really neat pictures up there. And then there's also this candle that stays lit year-round um, just to honor Walt's memory in the park. And then I think I might be off on the order of things. But at one point then, we all met up. And I think this was after Matterhorn and Peter Pan. We all met up together. And before we did Walt's apartment, we went to Indiana Jones, where we got to go behind the scenes. And, I mean, the we were in kind of the bay where they pull the cars out and work on the cars. So we got to talk to the um, technician that works on the cars and monitors um how the ride is is operating and it was so so interesting um, we got to ask questions like are those real tires yes they are and we got to hear about the ride vehicles and how interconnected they are like between the sound and the lights and, and everything and we got to hear a little bit about like when rides go down like he said it's mostly because um you know somebody dropped a water bottle or you know it's oftentimes it's not always the mechanical aspect of it it is um, something that happened with a guest and and that's why the rides go down uh, so that was it was just so interesting to hear about the vehicles and just the operation of the ride itself and then we went down to ride the uh, Indiana Jones ride and the ride went down and it was really funny and um, Mike came out and and we were all like Mike 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 you know and he waved and um, everyone's kind of looking at us like who are what do you guys know what do you know and um, so eventually the ride kind of got back up and going and um, in the meantime we our, our adventure guides were kind of trying to figure out if 
this ride, you know, we couldn't wait there forever, obviously, because we had still a day of activities to go on. So um, our adventure guides were kind of monitoring it and maybe ready to kind of make a call that we would have to come back or something. But um, the ride came back up and we were able to get on it. So that was uh, fun. I love Indiana Jones. So that was super fun. And then I think then that's when we went to Walt's apartment and did that. And um, in the meantime, they have given us water. Um, that's something I don't think I've mentioned. Anything we needed kind of throughout the day, they had for us. We had snacks. We had water. Um, they, in fact, had sunscreen even for us. Um, and, and they just carry basically like a Mary Poppins bag of magical things that anybody could need. Someone needed some Benadryl when we were on the trip, and they gave they had that for her. Um, I, at one point, I needed a water like kind of desperately, and um, I and it very well could have been like Christian just gave me his own personal water, um, but it like saved me because I was kind of like fading. So um, not that I couldn't just go get a water, um, but we just like weren't really always in a position to stop and wait to go get something like that. So they you're well taken care of the entire time. Um, uh, amazingly, they do such a great job. And um, so then after the Waltz apartment, we headed over to California Adventure for the afternoon. And at that point, they kind of led us to the Pacific Wharf area where there's a lot of food options. And they said, okay, it's time, you know, you have lunch. And then we were, we were meeting right back in that same area in a little bit. Um, this was not a lunch that was covered, so we just did our own thing. Um, and uh, we used mobile order in order, to, like, everybody's kind of waiting in line. And I'm like, well, I could just sit at the table and wait for my food to be ready. <laughs> so I did mobile order. And um, as soon as I got that it was ready, I went up and got it. And um, mobile order is just so easy for quick service restaurants. So we had lunch and then they took us over to Radiator Springs Racers. And th there we got to do, again, behind the scenes. And we got to um, see how the cars work and how many like spares they have, how frequently they're, of course they're maintained every evening. They have a team that comes in overnight and, and does routine maintenance on it. But then they also have, um, certain maintenance schedules. I wanted to say it's like 15,000 rides or something, you know, um, and then they're pulled out and fully overhauled. And, um, and the other interesting thing he told us, which I thought was very interesting, um, they have uh, a separate track for um, those who need some extra assistance. So if you're coming in in a wheelchair or a scooter or something, you come in kind of a different entrance and then you can take as long as you need to load and the rest of the ride is continuously moving. And then when, um, when everybody's loaded from your party, that, that car goes into rotation and then it comes out and unloads in the same area, which I thought was really, really forward thinking for them. Um, and I think that that's probably what they will try to do in the future, um, just to make it more comfortable for those who need a little extra time loading and, um, and then the ride can still keep going as it is. Uh, so we just learned a lot about how the ride operates and, um, how they maintain everything. And of course they're really, really high standards because safety is their number one priority. Um, so that was 
like super cool, really, really, really cool. And then from there, we headed over to Soren. And Soren's one of my favorite rides of all time. Oh, and then we got to ride the, I'm sorry, we got to ride Radiator Springs Racers. I missed that. Uh, and then we headed over to Soren and we got to go behind the scenes again. And our, the, the person from Soren that was talking to us, his storytelling was so amazing. He, it's like, he loves that ride. I mean, his passion was just like really inspiring. Um, and he told us all, all the background, kind of the, how big it is, how far down into the ground it goes. Um, just really interesting facts about the ride. Then we got to ride it just regular. And then after we rode the ride, we actually got to go behind the screen. So if you think of Soren's kind of like projected onto almost like an IMAX type screen, but larger. And so we got to go behind that screen and watch it from the other side. And that was uh, uh, an experience that will never forget ever in my lifetime. Just, uh, I can't say that's any different, you know, other than you're not riding it, but just to be like, I was behind that screen. Uh, I mean, it's just a small area back there and you, you could see the ride apparatus from the screen from our point of view. And then the movie, of course, like playing backwards. Um, but that was, we got to cut, just do a whole another ride through from, from back there, uh, watch through more so and see it from behind, which it was just like so incredible. And then we got to go a little bit more behind the scenes and he gave us um, the canisters that they smell, um, they, they pump smells through during certain scenes in the ride. And so he, um, you know, we got to pass around the canisters that they use for those smells. And then after Soren, we had, uh, they got us a little ice cream treat and, um, then we had some free time until we had dinner and then the world of color show that evening. So we went and actually we rode in credit coaster. I know we went to the lamplight lounge and we got to sit outside, um, on a covered patio type thing that was right, um, bordering the water we had a lovely little, we had lobster nachos, we had some drinks. It was just like a lovely little rest there to sit and take some time to really enjoy the park. It was a beautiful day. Um, so that was very, very fun. And then I think we took some time to ride the Incredicoaster, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy again. We were just seeing whatever fast passes we could use and get and use. And then we got our Num Num cookie, which I had been talking about for pretty much the whole trip that I had to make sure I got my num num cookie. And, um, so that was over by the Incredicoaster and really good. Uh, we met Edna Mode and uh, over by the Incredicoaster as well. And then we had to head over to Cars Land for, um, dinner. We were having dinner at Flo's V8 Cafe. Again, they took care of dinner. So, they just, we just had to go, um, that one's more of a quick service restaurant. So we just had to go through the line, um, and a certain line again, it was all taken care of and we had a nice dinner there. And if you sit in the back of Flo's V8 cafe, um, it's much nicer <laughs> and you get a really great view of the, the background of Radiator Springs Racers, which is built so immersively. And uh, it's a really nice view to just sit there in the back of, of Flo's V8 Cafe. So we sat outside, did that. Um, we got to kind of, we would see our adventure guides one more time, 
but we, um, you know, just kind of got to say thank you to them. And this is the point when we handed them their tips. Um, so that is part of Adventures by Disney. And that will come with guidelines in your booklet as to how to tip. But um, there's a suggested amount per guide per day per person. Uh, so that and that will, I think, you know, maybe vary. I'm not sure. But um, I, I'm looking at my booklet here. So per guest, per adventure guide per day, the recommended amount is nine to $11. Um, so that's the point when we gave them their tips, because again, we would see them again that night, but, uh, we wanted to make sure that that just seemed like the appropriate time to do it. And then we again had some free time. So I think we did Toy Story Mania. I got, uh, I got for my son, this, um, potato hat. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's not going to ruin that for him. But um, I got him a potato head uh, mug that I'd, I'd tried to get a few other times and either I didn't want to carry it around or when I went back, they were gone, those kinds of things. So finally, I got that for him right outside of Toy Story Mania. Um, I'm sure we rode Incredicoaster like two or three more times. And then we met up at World of, at the, the our meeting area in front of Little Mermaid for the World of Color show viewing. And again, we had reserved viewing for that. And we just got a spectacular view of the World of Color show. Uh, if you've never seen it, it is a sight to see. They do these amazing projections on the water. Again, fire. Uh, what, they're, what they're doing with water and projections is truly mind-blowing to me. Um, so World of Color is a really beautiful evening show to see. Really, really great. And then after World of Color, we were on our own and free to do what we wanted. We said goodbye to our adventure guides. Um, you really become very close to them. I, I adored both Christian and Lori. Um, I just would take them both with me anywhere I could. I just love them. Um, they are they're just truly wonderful people, and they took care of us so well. And the passion that they have for their jobs is, again, inspiring. Um, so overall, absolutely loved the experience with them. Um, and then we just had our time. We just were able to walk from World of Color and then head right into our resort. Um, as I've said before, uh, it is connected, essentially. So it was easy peasy to get back to our resort after World of Color. And then that was it. Um, they were very helpful. Our adventure guides, again, were super helpful to me the next day when my flight was canceled uh, and, and I had to, I was rebooked for the next day, but they had to change my airport transportation um, because I, I also mentioned this in the last episode, as part of your adventure, whether you arrive early or stay late, Adventures by Disney takes care of your airport transportation. So they picked me up at the airport on Tuesday night and then took me back on Monday and I went to different airports. I flew out of LAX on Monday, um, but it was a very, I think I had like a town car or something very nice. Um, and I had a great driver. So, uh, your transportation is all taken care of as part of your adventure, which is just another thing to not have to even think about. Um, so that kind of leads me into my, my final conclusions about my adventure. This was my first experience. Of course, many of my friends have been on adventures and clients and I, um, had not had the experience yet. And overall, I mean, I can just say it's an amazing way to travel. I 
typically, you know, I mean, as of course, as a single mom and like, I'm the one that has to be in charge of everything when we go on vacation. And, you know, I have to make sure we're, we know where we're staying and where we're eating and everything to just have every detail taken care of. But then also you have enough free time um, to kind of do some things on your own if, if you want a little break from everything. Uh, the, the experience overall was absolutely 100% worth it. I mean, I, I enjoyed just kind of going with the flow, not planning every moment out and just knowing that we would be taken care of. Um, as I said, Christian and Lori, the adventure guides, they're, I mean, worth their price in gold. They're amazing. Um, and then the storytelling, as I kind of mentioned with Julio, um, with (laughs) the carousel that his storytelling was absolutely incredible. Everyone that spoke to us at the, at Walt Disney studios and Imagineering, their passion and, and their, the history that they told us about is everybody was just top notch and hearing all of their stories was amazing. This is way more than just, you know, okay, I went to the studios. Okay. I went to Imagineering. We learned so much about just different facets and, and areas that it takes to build these parks, to make these movies, all of it. Like it's, it's just so, um, you got such a wide breadth, 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 whatever the word is. You got such a, a wide array of knowledge from everybody that, that spent time talking to us on our adventure. And like I said, even the cast member at Soren, his passion was incredible. And what we learned from the behind the scenes rides at Disneyland and California Adventure is just so amazing. And as I mentioned several times too, like just not having to reach for my wallet, uh, only reaching for my wallet when I wanted to, like to go shopping. That was just, uh, just it was nice to just be on vacation and not have to worry about anything. Um, so I 100% recommend this adventure. Of course, any other adventure um, that are, you know, everything is, is very similar. You know, the, the adventures are all built around that. Like they will plan it for you. The adventure guides will, I mean, they're not going to take care of you, take care of you, but you know what I mean? They're going to take care of you while you're there. And, um, and the storytelling, the immersiveness of the different things that you're doing on your adventure. And then of course, safety, like safety is their utmost concern. So they will not put you in any situation that is, is unsafe whatsoever. Um, so all of that put together, just makes for, um, a vacation. Like I'll never forget this. This was amazing. And to experience it with my friends was so amazing. I mean, all of it just like, I cannot say enough good stuff about this adventure. Well, that is going to do it. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my adventure again. Sorry about my voice. It's, I think, I think it's kind of going in and out, but, um, I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on social media. And, uh, if you have in mind any adventures you'd like to do, I'd love to help you with that trip. Um, and just reach out to me on social media and we'll go from there. All right. I'll see you real soon.